0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm Mary Catherine Hamm, your host. He's Vic Mattis. Always here. Always funny. Always charming. Frequently after a couple glasses of wine, even if it's 10 in the morning. I'm just kidding. He's not quite that bad. We are your morning show for any hour, including I'm, happy hour. How's it going, Vic? I'm
1: fine. I'm not slurring. That's how you can tell. We're taping early in the morning. It's funny. We had a Biff Diddle <laughs> column in the Washington Free Beacon making fun of i guess rick wilson had a thing for their new it's not the lincoln project but it's the square the new whatever it's called
0: oh yeah no like the like the movie they were going to put out about trump that they raised many millions for and never made it yeah
1: so this thing is a new thing of theirs and for like a thousand dollars whatever or however much for like the year it's something like 200 something dollars a month i'm not sure what the actual cost is but it's a lot you get all these different perks Mm-hmm. You know, like mm. virtual coffee with Rick Wilson. Swag. Wow. So, yeah. And so wow. we, we did a version of we'll that.
0: S- will Rick Wilson give you a Yo Mama joke yeah. insult to your face? To your, yeah. That's, instead uh, of just over Twitter because sure that's, that's his sort of form of argumentation. Yeah, he does that for free.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's not what your mom said so, last night. So Biff Diddle of the Free Beacon did one for the Free Beacon for only something like six or $700 a month, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> And one of the things I didn't even realize they said was martini lunch with Vic Mattis.
0: Nice. So, you know what? That is worth six or seven. I th- I
1: think so, but I will only go there if you're drinking, a gin martini, a purist.
0: I am a gin martini gal. Yeah.
1: My my sister, she said they went up to New York over the weekend, and I said, oh, we had a great time, blah blah blah. And you know, she you know her husband was having martinis. She goes, I had a couple martinis. I said, whoa, you had a couple martinis. And she goes, yeah. Oh, well, actually, they were apple teenies. Nah. And I said, you know what I said to her? I said, the '90s called. And well, I didn't even have to finish that. How How are you? You know, the cho- yeah.
0: the chocolate martini is making a comeback. That's is the it thing really? The espresso, like, you mean the espresso martini? Espresso and chocolate are the are like, especially in the Christmas season. That's a thing. I don't really do that. But. Do
1: you? Have you ever had one of them before?
0: I think so. It's not my fave. The, you know, the, I just if yeah. I have a martini glass in my hand. I just want it full of a regular martini. Very yeah, yeah, dirty.
1: I'm, 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 yes. yes. D- dirty is fine, I think. But for me, I, I, think. I think just, you know, three to one, gin to vermouth, and maybe a drop of orange bitters. But you know the origin story of the espresso martini? No. A bartender who invented it said a woman had come into the bar late night and said she needed a drink. That She would, needed an
0: Upper and a Downer? She, yeah, she said. No, really? I really?
1: Yeah, she did. She goes, I need a drink. That will wake me up and F me up, That's what she said. <laughs> and hence, the espresso martini was born.
0: You know what? It was the the, the predecessor to the less classy Red, Red
1: Bull. Bu- <laughs> the Jaeger yeah, 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 Red Bull vodka. Re- oh, man. My heart would explode at this oh point. I, you know, I can't do that anymore. So what is going on with you, Mary Catherine? You
0: know, just Christmas prep. Today is... Uh, you don't most- get
1: a pass because of your condition?
0: <laughs> no. Actually... I feel like I'm better prepared because of my condition because I knew this baby's probably coming around Christmas. So I ended up buying a bunch of presents early. But I got to tell you, and this is, like, uh, bad because it encourages me to procrastinate in everything. I don't feel like there's ever a payoff for me being ready early, right? So I started shopping early, and I feel like what happens is you just trick yourself into thinking that you're done. And then you have the mad scramble at the end, which you would have had anyway. Yeah. Although I may be like actually indisposed and unable to do the mad scramble. So I did take care of the, ch- the children. The children are taken care of. <laughs> but
1: There's always last minute.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm also nesting, which is a hormonal situation that happens for the pregnant ladies where they need their house very just so before a baby comes. And I'm not usually that way. But this year, partly because one of my kids is like sad that we can't travel for Christmas because this baby's coming. And normally we see the grandparents and oh, the cousins my. and the whole thing. And she's she's pulling my heart. You know, she's yanking those heartstrings because she's like, it can't be Christmas if we can't be in Durham, which is a sentence that no one's ever said. Before. No,
1: no. But I think that's the, that sounds like the, the next Hallmark movie. Yeah. Christmas in Durham.
0: Christmas, Christmas at Northgate Mall with the zero dollar Santa. Anyway, magical. It's magical. So magical. And yeah. the kiosks, everything comes from a kiosk. Oh. So anyway, seems from a dying uh, mall. yes. I have I have perhaps overcompensated a bit with the Christmas prep, and my children now have an entire Christmas room,
1: like one of their bedrooms, or is They're, it a separate room? So
0: they they bunk together,
1: ah, and they you turned have, it into.
0: I turned it into a Christmas room. They have a little bit. They have a little bitty Christmas tree. They have Christmas sheets. Uh, yes, I bought some Christmas sheets. They were cheap. Uh-huh. Kids don't care about sheet quality, (laughs) and there's they have a green wall in their room, Uh, and it now has a ribbon on it, so it looks like a big. You have just
1: easily done it by only adding one color, red. Yes, you didn't add any pine or what do you call it? You know, you know, wreath stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a wreath on their door too. Very nice. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And then I found on Facebook Market some lady whose mom used to have a Christmas village. You know those very elaborate Christmas villages. Well, people. Let me tell you guys. Department
1: fifty six. Right. If
0: you ever want one of those, they're very expensive. If you build it over expensive. a long period of time. Yeah. However, a lot of people inherit them and then don't want to set them up because they're pretty intricate. So I went to Facebook Marketplace and spent under a hundred bucks and was like, "Give me this Christmas." <laughs> oh, and this people Christmas were just village. wanting to sell. So you and wow. So and I was I was gratified because my not easily impressed oldest just thought it was the greatest thing she'd ever seen. So. Yes. She was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so cute, Mom! This is There's a firehouse."
1: Now you know we had one of those as well, and the key is, if you're an obsessive compulsive like me, everything has to be to scale. So I hope it is, because you ever get something that doesn't match, somebody yeah. might gift you, oh, Christmas village, and like the people are giants.
0: Yeah, and it's like yeah, this we can't isn't gonna that. work. We can't can't have that. Have that. No. Well, I think I'm going to violate the spirit of the Christmas Village and put it in different parts all over the house. I know so, m- the thing is that people have like a big display. Look, I ain't got room for that. No, this is a townhome. We're stacking children up on four four floors at this point. Yeah, okay, so not so
1: much a village, but little Christmas subdivisions. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, exactly. Little townships. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Wonderful. like I'm like I'm like the villain in a Hallmark movie, <laughs> subdividing and. Right. Well, Shutting down small you know, businesses. People have to cross,
1: the, you know, go over a causeway yes. to get to the next village. Yes. Mini village. At
0: yeah. any rate, that's what I'm up to. And trying to figure out what the heck I'm wearing to a formal event next week because dressing a 35 week pregnant woman in a formal gown, it's not an easy task, folks. Well, there's
1: got to be something like, you know,
0: a wrap dress is what that's the most. This is the most. If we had video, you could see yep. what
1: I'm doing, which is I'm pretending to go you know around what? my waist. It's
0: very perceptive, yeah. Vic, because Thank that's you. what I've been looking into. So. Look at that! I'm sure I'm sure I was sure going to
1: say moo, but I knew that was not the term. I knew that was not the term.
0: Caftan, I think, caftan. is one of the things I could wear. A caftan. At any It'll rate, be lo- you'll look great. I'll find something. Great. I'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Good. Look at look at my Instagram, MK Hammer Time. You'll find my my final look. Alrighty, we got news. Let's do it. <laughs> start with a tale of two billionaires Oof. we got sam bankman fried yeah who's actually no longer, no a, billionaire. longer a billionaire I <laughs> right. think
1: he said he had about a hundred uh, grand in his bank account and
0: we got elon musk who remains a billionaire yeah let's start with sam bankman fried who will be on good morning america tomorrow and i'm going to just play the preview of this for you guys to see how the how we're approaching this here he goes he's sitting down with George Stephanopoulos.
1: In this morning's GMA First Look, from crypto billionaire to bankruptcy. How do you explain the failure? Was it in, inattention, arrogance? It's a good question. Was it unethical? Sam Bankman-Fried is the man behind the rise and fall of FTX. And this morning, he's going
0: one-on-one with George Stephanopoulos.
1: I wasn't even trying. Like, I wasn't spending any time or effort trying to manage risk on FTX, trying, like, and that, that obviously, That's that was a some mistake. That's a What? That's a pretty stunning admission. I don't know what to say. Like, what happened, happened. And like, if I had been, if I had been spending an hour a day thinking about risk management on FTX, I don't think that would have happened. And we'll have much more of George Stephanopoulos' interview
0: with Sam Bankman-Fried coming up on GMA. With your GMA First Look, I'm Andrea Fujii, ABC News, New York. Can you detect a tone Difference yes. from how they deal with Elon Musk?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I. it reminds me of, the teaser reminds me of, if you watched Mad Men, and at the end of every episode, they would give you a teaser for the next episode, but it was completely useless. Right. Because it'd be like, he, what? No. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And, that, and you have no idea what happened.
0: So Sam Bankman-Fried was was a crypto wunderkind yeah. who had billions and billions of dollars mm-hmm that he was supposed to be investing in crypto yeah. for people, sometimes their life savings. He has lost tens of billions of dollars yeah. of other people's money yeah. because of what looks like fraud and bad mm-hmm. accounting and all sorts of, at the very least criminal negligence, yeah. right? The cr- the company that he ran was affiliated with Alameda, which was a place that was leveraging mm-hmm. all this money And it sounds like they were just getting billions poured in, had no idea what bucket, what money was going into, or what they were doing with it. And then someone, I don't know, maybe hacked in. He can't really give an answer on who. And a lot of that disappeared. And now a lot of it's been seized. And now he's in the Bahamas, just like hiding out and not being arrested and doing very high-profile interviews.
1: Yeah, that is. Is that about it? That sums it up, Mary Catherine. If I were him, I would... I guess I would stay in the Bahamas for now. I don't, I'm not sure how hard it is to get extradited because he does talk about, oh, maybe I can go back to the United States.
0: There's some lawyer yeah. who is having a real heart attack over this. Like, oh, yeah. Please stop talking. Sir. No, because, I mean,
1: talking. for example, you, you mentioned he's going to be on Good Morning America. Is mm-hmm. his lawyer going to be sitting next to him? Because oh, you, no, usually you have doesn't... a lawyer or is he just going out on his own? It
0: looks like he's, in his, he's likely in his Bahamian penthouse yeah. where he had Thanksgiving with his family. Yeah. So nice for them. While the people that he bilked yeah. have nothing because turkeys cost way more this year than last year. Yeah. At any rate, he also, remember last week when we first started talking, or two mm. weeks ago, maybe when we first started talking about Sam Bankman Fried, we noted that he was supposed to be at a New York Times sponsored gathering of right. thinkers. And I
1: thought for sure this is just a mistake. They need to update right, it.
0: Right. I, it was on the website that he was going to be appearing and Janet Yellen would be appearing and the BlackRock guy would be appearing. Mm-hmm. It was a whole murderer's row. Of, yeah, everybody was here. like interesting thinkers, financial thinkers. Yeah. Well, he appeared at that summit. It was the Deal Book Summit held by the New York Times. Now, he appeared and he was, virtually. Yes, He appeared virtually. And I got to say, did he have time uh, to comb his hair? No, oh. I got to say Air T-shirt looks the same as billionaire T-shirt did. There's not been a great the downgrade is not noticed. By the
1: way, let me I've, I've said this a million times, two things. If I had a billion dollars, mm-hmm. one, every, I know I, I know I understand on a spiritual level, you cannot take any of this with you. I get it. <laughs> that said, I do want to help all the factory workers.
0: Right. Right.
1: And every thread. On my body would uh-huh. be just, there'd be no more moth.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Eaten, little holes, stretched.
0: Oh, no, I'd be thing. walking around in gossamer. Yeah. yeah, it would
1: just be this thing, just... right? And and a whole thing with like getting groomed. Like you go to the special barber, you know, the grooming lounge oh, or whatever. You'd be
0: warm warm shaved. I'd never
1: shave myself, although you'd have to trust because some people do a terrible job at shaving. But I would do this whole thing and not look like he does. Yeah. But that's part of the allure. People gave him billions, well, partly because, oh.
0: And I got to say, genius. part of the power of it is that it worked both sides because now he just looks like a sad schlub yeah. Yeah. when before he looked like a quirky, like young, right. interesting schlub. And right. now he just looks like a right. sad puppy dog. People
1: would be more upset now if you were walking around in a Brioni suit. Yes. You
0: know? Yes. So his interview with the New York Times at the Deal Book Summit was conducted by Andrew Ross Sorkin. There's a, an account that I've been enjoying on Twitter, by the way, at GR Dector. It's Genevieve Roche Dechter. Um, yes, yes. She's a really fun business. reporter, business reporter, yeah. and has a Substack. So at GR Dector, if you want to follow some of the Sam Bankman-Fried stuff. And she's she's following this interview. And my, my favorite part of it, by the way, is he's asked a question. Where did Alameda's funds come from? And she writes, Sam nervously fidgets and takes a sip of pamplemousse." Flavored LaCroix before answering.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it make you less inclined to drink Pamplemousse, which is just grapefruit, you know? Yeah, but I'm I just, out. I'm I've out on it. I've had it. But now I'm like, ugh, if he drinks it, I'm going back to such, Diet Coke. Such
0: a great detail. Yeah. And he says, I didn't knowingly commingle funds, blah, blah, blah. Point is, this guy's a crook. Mm-hmm. This guy is a crook. He has evaporated wealth yeah. that belonged to other people. But he is Mr. ESG. He's oh. Mr. Lefty causes he's mr donate to democrats and importantly to media foundations yeah and as a result he is getting this kid glove treatment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think he's making himself available which i know the lawyer hates but the media loves yeah he's like yeah i'll talk to you about my insanely irresponsible criminal behavior he's
1: the gift that keeps on giving so i'm sure good morning america i must have had a field day with this
0: but it occurred to me while i was watching this preview that the media is more hostile about Elon Musk spending his own money yeah. on his Twitter money. Yeah. than they are about Sam Bankman-Fried mm-hmm. stealing people's tens of billions of dollars. They never say like, oh, Sam Bankman-Fried could have caused, could have solved world hunger. They never oh, yeah. say that. No,
1: the amount of money of $32 billion at some point that yeah. that is valued. No, that, that's We don't
0: the, hear that, no. but we hear it about Twitter.
1: Yeah. so
0: interesting. What is the difference between Uh these two figures? The hair. Is that it? It's it's the hair. It's the hair. He
1: also, by the way, that quote where he said, I didn't knowingly commingle funds. Yeah. I mean, again, at some point, these, you know, the Department of Justice, the SEC, certainly Congress are going to have a field day with this. But that quote reminded me of like when my daughter was very little and sort of getting normalized in nursery school. And then the teacher would say, oh, you know. You know, she she had a kid or whatever she, you know, and I'd say to her, I heard you hit. And she said, I didn't hit him. I punched him, you know, and ah. oh, whatever. Or or I'd say you hit a couple. Did you hit a couple of kids? Because I didn't hit everyone. You know, it's it. And so he's parsing. it, And in fact, he she's, is.
0: She's going to be Sam Bakeman for his yeah, lawyer. I, well, actually,
1: that's, that's the thing. Yes. <laughs> Terri- terrifying. She, he he is a child. He is an enabled child. It's. Yeah,
0: it's With, shocking. And, and took
1: unbelievable risks. And this is what people are learning now, particularly with Alameda research. And there were no guardrails. So all this money. And and he claims not to know about taking people's, you know, money from, F, you know, FTX into Alameda. And none of that, you know, that's supposed to be protected no. by them.
0: Yeah. This is no. one of those things, too, where it's like you're actually, it actually works in your favor the bigger the crime. Because, like. No. You know, the IRS can spend time on my Venmo account, which I'm going to complain about next week. We're going to leave that yeah. for We're going to table that for now. They can look into my Venmo account, but this is so gigantic and the numbers are so insane yeah. and he gave to the right people yeah. that they're just like, "Oh, what a fascinating story of a downfall of a yeah. of a yeah. guru of this currency." Now, I was the, just a crook
1: to the point of that remember that Reuters headline we mentioned on the last episode or so where he did us a favor. You know, or the tragedy is all these wonderful causes that he won't be able to give to anymore. Oh yes, particularly the rainforest in South in Brazil, right? And solar panels. By and everything the way,
0: else. let me give let me give myself a you love to hear it, Ooh. which we haven't done in a while, out of character for me to praise none other than Beto O'Rourke. Uh oh, who who refused and or sent back? I'm not sure which one it was. A one million dollar contribution from Sam Bankman Fried before all this broke because they found it to be. Odd wow. and yeah, so that's it, good on him. And okay. wow, um, although I guess if if Beto had it, it, it might still exist. <laughs> At any rate, he didn't, he returned money from yeah, from Friedman. Well,
1: it's, it's put a lot of these journal you mentioned, journalistic uh, outlets and organizations in a bind. I don't know if we have to name them here, but it does, especially some new ones, yeah, that just launched.
0: Well, I mean, we could talk about this. It's Ben Smith's semaphore, semaphore yeah, has been reporting on elon musk and sam bankman freed and alleging that bankman fried was invested in elon's person oh my god there's so much billionaire mm-hmm. business that we are up in right now that he was involved in giving money to the 44 billion that went to twitter and elon musk has been saying you're misreporting this this is not what you're representing and semifore saying yes it is and elon musk is like yeah well sam bankman freed bankrolled you guys so yeah. what's going on here yeah and Ben Smith is like, we disclosed that in the reporting. I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's
1: a lot, going there's a on lot here. of money. There's a lot of money going around.
0: At any rate, meanwhile, not getting kid, kid glove treatment is Elon Musk himself with his acquisition of Twitter, and now the actual EU government is saying, "Hey, you got to follow our speech rules, which are not good, guys. Mm-hmm. Not free is how I would explain the EU speech rules. You got to basically censor the things that we say. You need to censor." Yeah. Or else we're going to remove you from app stores. We're going to put mm-hmm. rules on you. And every, again, journalists are like, oh, thank goodness, EU to the rescue. Y'all are <laughs> supposed to like free speech. And they just don't. They don't like it at all. No, I
1: mean, there, there certainly is a sizable segment of people in this country who wish that we had a system that was very similar to the European Union where you can entrust all of your needs and cares to some bureaucrat in Brussels, or in this case, Washington, D.C., and they will have a, an outsized sway and influence over policy and determining things in your life because you trust in them. Yeah. And this is one of these things.
0: The European Commission on Wednesday threatened Musk with a ban unless Twitter abides by strict content moderation rules, as U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen indicated that Washington was reviewing his purchase of the social network Weird, not so much robust talk about what we're going to review from Sam Bankman-Fried, right? We yeah. haven't, we're not reviewing that yet, but this we're going to robustly review. The warning from Brussels came in a video call between Musk and, I don't know how to say that first name, but Breton, the EU's commissioner in charge of implementing the bloc's digital rules, according to people with knowledge of the conversation. However, a brighter spot. Elon Musk met with Tim Cook, yeah, head of Apple. There were some rumors that Apple was going to yank Twitter or was threatening to yank Twitter from the app store should Elon Musk not, not censor the right people right. or what have you. And it turns out Tim Cook apparently said, now we're not doing that. So that's a nice. We, we are going to right. crack down on Chinese dissenters. Well, that's <laughs> But thing. here in the U.S.
1: I, I think considering the Tim Cook has his hands full yeah. between the, uh, that software, shall we call it a software update for the airdropping? Right. So it limits you to within a 10 minute window. Which obviously is a sop to yes. the regime
0: imposed in China post some That's of these right. protests, right.
1: and these protests and riots at Foxconn. Oh
0: because yeah, because
1: again, the zero COVID policies and the crackdowns. I mean, it, it's costing, it's costing not just productivity, but of course, people's lives. He's got to deal with that, and the next, the last thing he needs is a literal Twitter feud with Elon Musk. So they're just going to leave it be. Well, uh, that's great. one
0: of the things. Actually, and this is the this is maybe the thing that Sam Bankman-Fried and Elon Musk have in common, which is this sort of radical public transparency. They're yeah. like, no, 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 we're just going to do all the business. We're... Now it would have helped. What us. you see is what you
1: get. You mean Sam Bankman-Fried
0: yeah. should have started that, you know, before, so we could have all known that that was badly yeah. done. However, now he's just like, no, I'm just putting it all on the table. I'm talking about all of it. Elon Musk similarly is doing his business in public. One of a reporter caught Elizabeth Warren in the halls of Congress to get her take on, you know, how should Twitter? be run. This is what she had to say. Republicans say that um, Democrats are picking on Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing just well. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. Okay, cool question if the person is Elizabeth Warren would she have the same take (laughs) like she just wants to be the person
1: yes that's right also I didn't realize that Twitter's decisions were made in the same room where you develop film yes the dark room is there like a red light the red light Yeah. is that what's going on our
0: young our young listeners have have no no idea idea what we're talking
1: about the water you got to put in the water yeah no all those chemicals yeah yeah nothing it's yeah for better or for worse Elon Musk right he likes to shoot from the hip he yeah. loves trolling people and we all are amused from time to time by that but when you start trolling certain people members of congress like elizabeth warren bernie sanders ed markey the senator from yes. massachusetts you can get yourself in some serious trouble and well and what it's warren, not good for what himself.
0: warren is missing is that there was a person doing this before his name was jack yeah like it just it went right. from jack to elon and musk for what it's worth and like again Not all this is going to be perfect, but I think the less content moderation you try to do and the more you concentrate on actual criminal stuff and actual threats, the better off you're going to be because it becomes more simple. And you allow people to block whatever they want to block from their site so that they don't have to see things they don't want to see. I think his goal is to be more even-handed and transparent. That is a good goal. Jack has said – Jack Dorsey, who's the former owner – has said – That they weren't transparent and they weren't even handed. The guy who just stepped down as the head of moderation or safety or whatever he was said at a a journalism panel, because, of course, all these people Mm -hmm. who love censorship and handle censorship show up on journalism panels.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they do.
0: Feated by the media. And he admitted, look, we didn't we didn't know if the Hunter Biden story was real or not. And we shouldn't have shut it down. Yes, because in order to figure out if it's real, you need an airing of the discussion.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. The people who are now currently in such a state over Elon Musk really don't feel strongly about the Hunter Biden laptop, whether or not it's true. And if it is true, maybe we can just admit it a year or two later. Yeah. And that's convenient because it takes time to to verify these things. And let's not trust the New York Post because I'm sure they didn't do their due diligence. Well, and
0: part part of the way societies verify things is to toss around the theories and the facts. That is that's how we do it. And it is messy and sometimes ugly. And a lot of people get things wrong.
1: So, Uh, by the way, so Elon Musk, when he met with Tim Cook, that was not here because Tim Cook is in town. In Washington, D.C. now, where he was oh. meeting with lawmakers. but oh, we should have called him in. <laughs> uh, Ask him. I got yeah. a few questions for me, you. I don't, I, yeah, well, I mean, I wonder what he's telling them now. But <laughs> the the meeting took place back at Cupertino. Have you seen those headquarters?
0: I have seen them, like, occasionally. I've yeah.
1: seen the sketch. You know, like, at first you think it's still a sketch. I remember when they were showing what the design was going to be. And then it actually is real now. And you still can't believe what you're looking at. It's like Stark Headquarters. Yeah. I, can look, I don't I mean, know. You could live with that? I, yeah, it depends. Depends on what the food situation is.
0: <laughs> I think the food situation is it's good. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not at Foxconn, but over in Cupertino. Yeah. No, no. All righty. All righty. Look, we got to talk about this one. The Balenciaga story. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yes.
1: Okay. And we held back. We, did, we ran out of time the last episode, well, but it was good it, for us because more has happened.
0: Well, because we have a new element to the story now. So, okay. Let, let well, let's go way back. Briefly. Yeah. do the, the synopsis here. Balenciaga, which is a high-end luxury fashion brand that sort of specializes in a bit of trolling and controversy. Its actual designs are meant to be conversation pieces and to sort of drive people crazy and or be ostentatiously ugly, as with the heels on Crocs, which is one of the offerings from Balenciaga. But it's very high-end, very expensive. Celebrities love this brand. People who would like to be celebrities love so this brand. So we're not talking
1: about models on the runway showing off ridiculous things. We're talking about in the actual stores, crazy things like the Oh, fashion. yeah. No, no, It's Adam, all crazy. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. Real, like, at I the mean, retail I, I level. Think yeah. I think
0: there are things that you can that are actually usable, but it's very out there. At any rate, a favorite of people who would either are celebrities or would like to be celebrities or would pretend to be rich people, they put out a campaign called the Balenciaga Gift Shop For Christmas time Mm -hmm. that featured very young children who are models juxtaposed with a an offering that is a handbag that looks like a teddy bear and the teddy bear is sort of junky looking with bondage gear on bears in bondage and sometimes black eyes seemingly. I mean it's a lot now a handbag in and of itself that's a teddy bear that's like a commentary on what have you whatever. When you put it with a kid, it becomes an issue. Yeah. Right? Like, I could see it as, like, art and commentary mm-hmm. on its own with an adult. You put the kids in the ad next to anything adult like that and potentially exploitative even for adults, <laughs> but specifically with children, people are going to get mad. So people got mad. Yeah. And Balenciaga has been seeing a lot of blowback for this yeah. to the point that they're not.
1: Just I mean, from everybody like oh, yeah. Kardashian right oh yeah
0: no this isn't from this isn't from social conservatives right this is this from this is not the
1: family this is not Gary Power no this, <laughs> this is, is a family wide research range
0: yeah. of people who surprise think uh-huh. child exploitation should not be normalized or glamorized in high fashion brands, Well, the New York Times got around to covering this, and tells us this is the this is in the, only the, the way look. that they could this is the deep look. When High Fashion and QAnon collide, two new Balenciaga campaigns ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to Fox News, fueled by allegations that the brand condoned child exploitation. Well, look, if you have bondage themes in a photo shoot with children, I'm not sure how that's not at least normalizing or elevating. If not, that's what it is. It, a, they're just telling you the thing in front of your yeah. eyes isn't real. Isn't what it
1: is. Or because those people hate it, you must now embrace it. Is yes.
0: that what it is? Yes. So we got we got two buzzwords here. We got QAnon and Fox News in the headline. Yeah. So that, so that people who are reading oh,
1: big. Yeah. know that they oh. can just
0: dismiss that people That's are upset exactly about it. That's exactly right.
1: This. Let's move on.
0: By the way, Kim Kardashian did say that this was bad, what Balenciaga did, but she has not promised not to work with them in the future. She's mm-hmm. worked very closely with them in the past, as has Kanye who in among his rantings has gone after Balenciaga as well. They of course don't want to work with him but it is and <laughs> feelings
1: mutual yeah
0: It is interesting if you compare say the number of celebrities and brands that have abandoned Balenciaga versus Twitter right Like this oh, yeah. is all it's all it's interesting how the the, the outrage is cal- yeah. is calibrated It is
1: it, it, based on difficulty, the easy stuff to condemn. They'll condemn. Right. I mean, Twitter is popular to hate on. So, well, yeah,
0: it's the thing that just, you hate yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Balenciaga is not the thing There's, there's, And they have, by the way, they're suing one of the creators yeah. of one of these campaigns. By the way, The New York Times, in reporting this on this, makes clear that there are two separate campaigns.
1: Yeah, they spent a considerable amount of time. Explain there are two different campaigns, but they're both for Balenciaga. They're,
0: bo- they're both for Balenciaga. They have two different campaigns, one with the children, one without children, mm-hmm. but has a Supreme Court document in the shoot that is related to child por- pornography right. rulings. Now, it's interesting to me because the New York Times in reporting this, and I appreciate the clarification that there are two different sure. campaigns. It's not and- a teddy
1: bear. I thought the teddy bear was carrying the Supreme Court no, no, document. no. no. And that the teddy bear was alive, like Ted. Okay, no.
0: So there are two different campaigns, appreciate the clarification, and they're saying that trolls on the internet are conflating these two campaigns. However, it also seems to suggest that it's somehow exculpatory that there are two campaigns, to which I would say that seems worse.
1: Yeah, because then it's really a broader effort (laughs) to involve kids (laughs) somehow.
0: So what Balenciaga would have me believe, that there are two separate campaigns with this theme... Mm -hmm. And with several objects that connote this theme, yeah, and it is all just a crazy coincidence, right?
1: And, and, and they're trying to dismiss it now as some sort of a conspiracy theory, yes. But it really is there, you know. This is not like the subliminal messages in Disney cartoons, no. You know, this is although I've seen some of that, and that's real too. But no, this is this is this is something entirely different, and it is um, maddening. You're right; they are suing, apparently, North Six and Nicholas Desjardins. Yeah, but just for one and not the other. For, for yeah, The not other for the, the other
0: one they took, the one with the actual kids, they did take yeah, some responsibility yeah, yeah, for. That's
1: right. Look, it's, But the it's Supreme just, Court doc, that's the one that they're like, oh, how did
0: this get Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, someone put this here. Yeah, look, they got to pay the price for this. This is over right. the line. People are upset for a reason. It's not because of QAnon. Now, are there QAnon people who, by the way, believe that there's some really high placed conspiracy and cabal of people who exploit children? At comet
1: ping pong. Yeah, this is their their basement. This is their conspiracy
0: theory. So it does align in that it's exploitation of children, but that doesn't mean it's not happening.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's happening right in front of your eyeballs.
1: Right. The the other I found the the thing that came to my mind, by the way, with uh, Balenciaga's reaction to we don't know how this got here is like, uh, have you ever seen the boomerang with Eddie Murphy? Yes. And and and, another timely reference. Thank you. Well, this is that's (laughs) that kind of a show. For our listeners, he is in thrall with Robin Givens, so he tells the insane, eccentric, creative director guy, "Go, go ahead and make that ad for Grace Jones Stronje." Mm-hmm. And then they finally show the they straight right Stronje, yeah. and they show the ad, and it's so insane where Stronje Grace Jones gives birth to the perfume bottle. Oh, God. Okay, and they're like, "How did this happen?" You know, and and he has to pay a price for that, and it's this, it's this, it's the Stronje perfume ad. Okay. Yeah. Somebody is responsible for this, and it's just not acceptable.
0: Yeah. It, de- it didn't help that in the same week, the Washington Post po- published a review of a play that is a sympathetic profile of the travails of life as a convicted pedophile. Really? Mm-hmm. I missed that. Yeah. It was called, they called it a brilliant, if uncomfortable, take on, on these issues. And again, th- my question is, like, who who is eligible for empathy yeah. and sympathy? Yeah. Sam Bamman-Fried is. These guys in the play are. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed. Yeah. We're supposed to be mad at QAnon, not yeah. Balenciaga. Yeah. Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, and the other thing is their their explanation, by the way, is that it's it the theme was not bears in bondage. It's punk.
0: Hmm. What
1: you're looking at with the the leather. The I can whole think thing of I can
0: think of a lot of ways to shoot punk or wear mm-hmm. punk that do not look like that.
1: How about like the Gimp? They're harnesses. The Gimp in Pulp Fiction was that punk? Just 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 curious. Okay.
0: Put on a leather jacket like a normal punk. Normal punk. I think that's a yeah. what is that called? An oxymoron? How, Yeah. 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 Uh, normal punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Weird, weird stuff out there, weird man. Weird stuff. Yeah. Weird. I said like Carson. Weird, weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. Strange. Okay. We're moving on to something a little bit more uplifting. Okay. And do some World Cup news. Oh no, sure. We yeah. haven't talked about the World Cup because I don't really care about soccer. I'm sorry.
1: I. You know I want like look. I'm I played fair... soccer.
0: I love playing soccer. You played soccer. Love playing soccer. Don't love watching soccer.
1: I would think that after playing it, you become more sympathetic, much like if you're watching hockey in person, then you really get into I watching hockey I do love hockey, hockey in TV. person.
0: That's true. I
1: watch hockey on TV sometimes.
0: On TV, it's not my favorite, but I, I do like it in person, but it's it's also a much faster game than this? soccer is. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think exemplified. Americans. Flopping. Americans' issue with soccer, exemplified by the US, UK... Match that yeah. ended zero zero. Yeah, give me I some mean, scoring. It's a problem. Right. It's a problem, man. Anyway, the U.S. has moved on. U.S. men's team has moved on to the Yay. knockout stage of the World Cup mm-hmm. after a pivotal win against Iran. They beat them. Iran beat them one zero. One of the American players, by the way, had an Iranian reporter go after him for mispronouncing Iran, and he had a pretty.
1: Oh, he said Iran.
0: Yeah, oh. and he had a pretty like. I thought deft answer to that without getting too much into geopolitics. He was just like, "Look, we we have an opportunity to learn from each other here, and I appreciate it, you know what we're doing." Well, I, a whereas Rose, I would have been like, "You want to talk about ways I can educate you? We got a whole women's national team that their hair's all over the yeah. place." Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> they don't get yeah. killed for it. It's a crazy. It's a crazy thing that we do. Anyway, that's what I would have said.
1: You know, it's like, it's not a sport I watch, but because it's the United States, you're rooting for them. And if you have any other favorite countries, you can root for them too. And you watch them, and then you're just staring at this back and forth, and it's just, you know people are falling all over the place and yellow cards here and there and offside. The flopping is, you know, is it's just, impressive. okay, what, what's going on here? They're like and my children. Enough. And the, and the clock is going up, not down. And so it's, you know, it's like 90 minutes. Oh, I thought it was only 90 minutes. Oh, there's extra time. How much extra time? It's driving, you know, it's driving me nuts. And so you get to, you know, uh, one, nothing. I guess we won. Yeah. yeah. No, I,
0: I appreciate that other people's appreciation of it it's just Mm -hmm. not my thing and sometimes I'll get a little wrapped up and enjoy the like a bar experience where you watch a game sure here's here's the here's the one play that was worth watching during the around us and as the
1: ball comes across it's captain america to the rescue for the united states
0: and he runs right into the goalkeeper at the end of this but lays it all on the line he did sacrifice his body a little bit there. Appreciate that. He did. That.
1: Apparently, it's a rough game. I, I, th- you know, it, I thought, I thought football, American football, I thought that was rough on the body. But
0: oh no, soccer, soccer really are, is. So, I I'm actually, my, I was kind of kidding, but you're you kind know. of serious. Well, no, because okay. because they're not wearing you, pads. You, if you do make contact, obviously, it's a, it can be a bigger deal. Plus, the bodies are so thin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the arm their upper body strength is it's all in the legs, so their upper body strength they, you could break something yes, easily it's true my heart no but our, i did yeah. i
0: watched the collision he went to the hospital for a checkup after that collision yeah. he's out I, that's it i don't think he's out i think he's coming back because i don't think it was a major injury it didn't look
1: like uh, it. Uh, okay but I, of course our hearts do go out to the iranian team the iranian team because of course they risked they, they, they risk persecution yes. by having refused to sing the national anthem. Right. And then the IRGC, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, said, if you don't sing, we will torture or kill your Oof. family members. So that's the whole thing is about the family. They're there, yeah. but their family is back home. So they did do that. And you do worry about them at the end, what yes. happens to them. Because, you know, if not for that, I always think, you know, it would be a nice ending. Would be the ending like in that great movie Victory. Have mm-hmm. you seen Victory? Mm-hmm. It's a soccer movie starring Michael Caine, Pele, and the great Sylvester Stallone uh-huh. as an American POW. And at the end, the Americans win, the crowd rushes the field, and then they were able to disguise them in common oh, clothes, it. and then they escape, and then they're
0: gone. I love it. Yeah. That's what we need it, more of that. It was that. heartwarming. That's my recommendation, it was by heartwarming the way, of the week. To see American players consoling the Iranian players because obviously they have an idea about how this might go down yeah. for them in some really i think just adorable news out of the world cup okay the the sort of the viral japanese fans oh and players yes. who keep cleaning all of the public spaces yes at the world cup so so the, this is new york times reporting the final whistle blew on sunday afternoon and the japanese fans who had just spent hours bouncing under a blistering midday sun allowed themselves a moment to wallow in the disappointment of their team's 1-0 loss to Costa Rica. But the moment quickly passed, and out came the blue trash bags. In the return of a post-game ritual that is being met with widespread astonishment at this year's World Cup, a group of Japanese spectators, who only moments earlier had been deliriously singing for their team, began meticulously cleaning the stands at the stadium, picking up trash scattered across the rows of seats around them. And the team, of course, does the same with its dressing room, which it leaves immaculate i mean like a spa in there when they, they're done they, they're a cl-
1: they're a clean people <laughs> I, I i can say this as being quarter chinese you know not having been to china of this course is, this but, is, I'm, but i i
0: told this vic is, last night take yeah, your victory lap take vic. your,
1: yeah yeah, yeah for, for them but you know I, i'm not a victory lap for the for the chinese like you go to chinatown right in new york there's a lot of spitting going on <laughs> okay Spit around the floor, okay. the you know, mm-hmm. the, the sta- sidewalk, the bus—you know, a lot of spitting. So you always have to say no, no spitting. I don't think there's much spitting in Japan. I much like places like Singapore. I think you go to—if you spit on the street in Singapore, I think something terrible is going to happen to you. Yes. Uh, and Pu- so tidy this, this... it
0: says tidiness in public spaces yeah. is a virtue. I like that. I, yeah. like that.
1: I like that. I like—I love to go to Japan just to use the bathrooms in public facilities. I'm sure it's very clean. <laughs> so good for them, and also. You know, it was a moral victory, obviously, To Well, I mean, you, you mentioned they lost to Costa Rica, but they yeah. beat Germany.
0: Yes. Well, and that was when their their locker room went viral because it was so beautiful yes. when they were done with it. Mm-hmm. I got to say, my husband would probably rather have the Japanese national team living in our house than us. <laughs> I
1: also I also
0: by He's the, like, yeah. yes, tidiness in public spaces yeah, constant, is a sign of virtue.
1: Constant. Absolutely. Leave it better sure than you make, found it. I'm sure they make their bets. I'm sure they fold blankets after Steve, they're done using them Steve in the Steve
0: actually is the Japanese national team of our house. Like, we are the American spectators, and he is the Japanese national team. He's I, just, I, like, constantly picking up behind us.
1: I, th- I knew there was a reason why I was drawn to him. <laughs> really.
0: Anyway, it's it's funny, too, you're reading this story, and that, that you can tell the New York Times is, like, a little itchy about, about <laughs> <Stereotypes>? a stereotype. <laughs> so they include a couple people who are like, Hey, you know, not like all Japanese people do this. And there's one, there's one person who says, you know, like I feel like I have a right. A, a Japanese spectator says, I feel like I have a right to come to the stadium and just watch the game. I mean, people are hired to do this. Honestly, I'd, I'd be there too. Yeah. I'd be like, I paid for my ticket. I think we're okay. There are people who do this job. Yeah, there's, they, I eat right. the peanuts and leave the shells. No. That's what I do.
1: Yeah. That's right. I, they mean, didn't, I would, they
0: don't they don't wanna even let me buy beer here.
1: You would yeah, you could take it you could take it to extremes and they do. Oh, well, I can get in trouble for saying that, but I'm just gonna say, you know. But yeah, I get can, it.
0: You can tell the the New York Times is a little uncomfortable writing this story and needs to get in like, no, not all Japanese people
1: no, just adhere most of, to
0: this positive stereotype.
1: Just anyway. most of them.
0: Okay. One last thing. You talked about favorite countries. Just a little Canada news. Oh, yeah, that's right. A little, yeah, just a little tiny mm-hmm. bit of Canada yeah. news, because mm-hmm. we might go on about this later, because we're running up on our time here. But Fine. Justin Trudeau, yeah, of our neighbors to the north in Canada.
1: The Great White North. Who
0: you'll remember from this podcast, really came down on dissenters during the COVID times. Mm-hmm. In fact, making it illegal to gather in large parts of the nation's capital to protest COVID measures. They also froze people's bank accounts in a really totalitarian move. But you know what? Wouldn't you know it that when people protest in another country, thousands of miles, in China, Trudeau has a different message. Let me play this.
1: Canadians uh, are watching very closely. Uh, Obviously, everyone in China uh, should be allowed to express themselves, uh, should be allowed to uh, share their their perspectives uh, and uh, indeed protest. We're going to continue to ensure uh, that China knows we'll stand up for human rights. We'll stand uh, with people who are expressing themselves. Uh, We also need to make sure that China and places around the world are respecting journalists and their ability to do their job. Uh, We'll continue to make that very clear.
0: Nice. How
1: nice. You can can look at this two ways, Mary Catherine. One is, wow, you know, things are that bad that even Canada's Justin Trudeau is speaking out, and more boldly than our, our own president, Joe Biden. And it's so bad that he's even willing to risk the ire of the Chinese. And I'm sure Canada is at least somewhat dependent on trade with China. It's a very big deal. Or you can do what we do in our show, which is say, wait a minute. What about
0: I mean, What's it's going on so in your own country. Transparent. It is okay yeah. because well, I
1: mean, it's the easy thing to do. It's you're right. In thing your thing own country, it's yeah. really
0: annoying when yeah. people speak up. And in Canada, let me let me be clear. It's not like here where look, I have my issues with the Biden administration and how it handles and the left and the media and how they handle mm-hmm. protests with which they don't agree. But in Canada, it was like it's literally illegal. We're gonna freeze your bank account. We are telling you gathering in and of itself, mm-hmm. is going to be a crime mm-hmm. for which you can be prosecuted. I mean, this is people a were, different level. People
1: were getting in trouble for donating to the Freedom yes. Convoy. Do you remember that?
0: Yes. And he was out reminding people, like, hey, just so you know, you do not have the right to congregate, to redress grievances. That's that's our neighbors to the south. You don't have that right yeah. here.
1: And, again, as you mentioned, the freezing of bank accounts. That's really scary. It's crazy
0: town. By the way, they they are auditing what they did with the freezing of bank accounts that I think we've yet to get the real oh, like good. the total yeah, results. Well, but, the, yeah. but the the government kindly is reviewing its own behavior during the unprecedented emergency use of powers to shut down. Emergency protests. powers are great. Yeah, they're awesome. That's got why to hold, we still have it here. Got to hold on to them as long as you can. All right.
1: Well, <laughs> on that note, keep freedom alive. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorino Mattis.
0: I'm at MKHammer on Twitter and Substack, MK Hammer time on Instagram. You can see my ridiculous maternity fashion show at some point this week when I figure out what the heck I'm wearing. Next week, we're going to talk about the Venmo and the IRS because I'm ticked off about that. And we're probably going to do some cocaine bear. So, you know, if you haven't seen that, Google it. We'll talk about it soon. Thanks for being with us. This is Nebulous Media Podcast. Also, one more thing. You can email us, hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com. We love to hear from you. All right. That's it. Bye.